Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Hi, I am really excited to bring you the message this morning. So last week was Valentine's Day, and the message of, uh, the title of my message today is True Love. I know what you're thinking. If you are a Princess Bride fan, you're probably thinking of that wedding scene where the guy goes, true love. Um, Anyway, so my title is True Love. I'm talking about love today. I'm talking about God's love. And if you think about one verse in the Bible that talks about God's love, you might be thinking of the same verse that I thought of, which is John 3.16. This is what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I just love that verse. God loves us so much, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this day, and God, we thank you for your love, which is true love. We're so thankful for you. We love you. Be with us today. Amen. All right, so as I told you, last week was Valentine's Day, and I don't know if you know the origin of Valentine's Day, but I'm a terrific Googler, and I used Google as a verb the other day, and Andrew was like, Google is not a verb, and I'm like thinking, well, it's an action that I do. I Googled something anyway, so I Googled Valentine's Day, and this is what I found out. There was a Roman priest by the name of Valentine, okay, and uh There was an emperor, his name was Claudius, and he wanted all of his young men to stay in the army and fight, and he knew that when they got married, they would want to, you know, like, be with their wife and stuff, so he said, no more marriages. But Valentine, I don't know, maybe he was a romantic, he was like, I'll still let you get married, so he was secretly marrying these couples, and when the emperor found out, he, um, you know, he killed him, and he was martyred on... February 14th, the year 270. So that's a little history of Valentine's Day for you. So I wanted to share with you, because last week was Valentine's Day, a Valentine's Day that I had 25 years ago. So let me set the scene. I was a sophomore in college, and I had been dating Mike for a few months, and he told me that he was going to send me a Valentine's gift. I was pretty excited about that. Our first Valentine's Day, it was 25 years ago, 1996. And uh, so he said, he's sending my Valentine's present. So I have class that day. It's a Wednesday, right? And I check the mail in the afternoon and there's like nothing in the mail. I was very disappointed because he said he was sending my Valentine's present. So a little before dinner time, I get a knock on the door, my dorm room, right? Virginia Tech, go Hokies. And I open the door and there's Mike. He is standing in my dorm room hall on a Wednesday. It's Valentine's Day. He had driven three and a half hours from Richmond just to come and see me on Valentine's Day. It was so sweet. And I have to tell you, it was the most romantic Valentine's Day we ever had. He's never topped it in 25 years. But I just wanted to show you this cute thing that he gave me. This really, I mean, it has to do with my message because love and everything. But I just thought it was cute. Okay, so this is what he brought me 25 years ago. All right, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sorry. It's a t-shirt. The t-shirt, can you see it? It's got Winnie the Pooh on it. He's got a 
an empty honey pot and it says, sad without my honey. <laughs> oh, so cute. Okay. So that was just for fun. Valentine's Day, 25 years ago. Okay, so today we're going to talk about true love. We're going to talk about the love that God has for us. And we're going to look at the story of Leah. We find the story of Leah in the book of Genesis. So we had Abraham. Abraham was the father of our faith. Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Esau and Jacob. Now, Jacob pretty much uh, tricked Esau and then Esau wanted to kill him, you know, sibling rivalry there. So he fled, Jacob fled, and he went to the land of his relatives. And this is what it says in Genesis 29, verses 16 to 18. So Laban was his relative. Okay, so now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. Okay, so this is what happens. Jacob works for seven years. He's in love with Rachel. He really wants to marry her. But Laban tricked him. On the wedding night, he sends Leah in. I guess it was dark and Jacob couldn't see her. I don't know what happened. But in the light of the next day, Jacob wakes up, and it's not Rachel. It is Leah. He was so mad. He went and complained to Laban. Laban said, I'm sorry, we just don't usually let the younger daughter get married first. So if you work for me another seven years, you can marry Rachel too. So after the bridal week was complete, then Jacob married Rachel. And then he worked another seven years for Laban. Okay. He loved Rachel. He did not love Leah. So here's Leah. She's married to Jacob, who's been pining after her sister for seven years. He was tricked into marrying her. It cannot have been easy for Leah to be married to someone who had been tricked into marrying her, and he did not love her. Leah was unloved. Valentine's Day would have been very hard for her. Have you ever felt unloved? Think of a time that you like Leah, were unloved. Think of a time that you were rejected, mistreated, or alone. I know that I have felt that way. Just four months before that very romantic Valentine's Day of 1996, I felt very unloved. My boyfriend of two years had broken up with me. He said he wanted to date other people. Not anyone specific, mind you, just not me. And I was heartbroken. It was, it was hard to be rejected and to feel like I was not good enough for him because I felt like I was constantly trying to be good enough for him and it was not enough. I really tried to be who he wanted me to be, but it wasn't enough. And so I was rejected by him and unloved by him. But I knew who I could turn to. You see, I had given my heart to Jesus as a very small child. And when I was in high school, I had a very transformative experience with God. He showed me how much he loved me, and he forgave me. And in that moment, I knew, and I know to this day, that God loves me no matter what. I don't have to work hard 
to earn his love. I don't have to be good enough. He loves me just the way I am. That's true love. So I knew that even though I was rejected by this person, that I was not rejected by God, that he loved me completely. In fact, I had been putting a lot of attention and focus on this boy, and I needed to put my devotion on Jesus. He's the only one who loves us completely and never leaves us, never breaks up with us. We are always enough for him. So what I did is I put my heart completely into pursuing God. It was a little over a month later. This very cute boy named Mike decided to ask me out when I was home from college on Thanksgiving break. And the thing that he said made him want to ask me out was my love for God and my pursuit of him. It's crazy how God works those things out. Okay, so back to Leah. God saw that Leah was not loved by her husband. She was not unloved by God. He loved her so much. So here's what happens next in Genesis chapter 29. We're going to start in verse 31. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. Again she conceived, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Now at last my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. So she named him Levi. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. Okay, so let's look into, there's a lot of names and a lot of meanings. Let's see what what all this really means. So Leah was unloved by Jacob, but not by God. God blessed her and enabled her to have a son. And so she named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. So Leah knew that the Lord had seen her and that he cared about her. Leah knew that the Lord had seen her misery and how unloved she was. She hoped that giving Jacob a son would cause him to love her. And the name Reuben means, behold, a son. It was like she was saying, look, Jacob, a son. Are you happy now? Will you love me now? God saw Leah and her misery. Whenever you feel unloved, rejected, or miserable, God sees you. He cares about what you are going through. You're not alone. You are not unseen. Okay, so Leah had another son, and she said, because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon, and Simeon means to hear. All right, so I guess Reuben wasn't enough to make Jacob love Leah because she named her second son to hear, as in the Lord heard that I am not loved. Leah is still unloved by Jacob, but she recognizes that God sees her, hears her, and loves her. So just like Leah knew that God heard her cries, God hears you when you cry out to him. He cares about the things that are hurting you. He cares about what you are going through. He loves you completely. All right, so there's a third son. Leah had a third son, and she said, now at last my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. And so she named him Levi. Levi means joined or attached. 
Leah is really hoping that the third son is going to cause Jacob to be attached to her. So Leah, at this point, is still trying to get Jacob to love her. But nothing she does seems to make any difference. She's trying to be enough for him, but he still does not love her. There's only one who loves us completely. We don't have to try to earn his love, and that's God. His name is Jesus. Okay, so here's the fourth son. She gave birth to a fourth son, and she said, This time I will praise the Lord. She named him Judah. Judah means praise. So I think this time Leah had figured out that no amount of sons could make Jacob love her. She knew that although she was unloved by Jacob, God loved her and had shown his love to her by seeing her, hearing her, and blessing her with children. So after the fourth son, she chose to put her attention on God. She named her son Praise, for she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So Leah's been trying to earn Jacob's love, to be good enough for him to love her. She never had to try to be good enough for God. She was already loved completely by him. We can spend a lot of time trying to get people to see us, hear us, and love us. And when we are in a place of feeling unloved, we should choose to praise the one who always loves us. God sees you. He knows how you're feeling. He always loves you. You don't have to earn his love. You don't have to be good enough. Cry out to him. Praise him like Leah did for all the blessings he has given you. So I love what Judah represents for Leah, a time of turning from trying to be loved by Jacob to praising God. God chose this child, Judah, to be an ancestor of King David, who was an ancestor of Jesus. Leah, the older sister with weak eyes, was not chosen by Jacob, but she was chosen by God to be in the lineage of Jesus. She chose to praise God, and he loved her with an unfailing love. God chose to send Jesus through her family line. So why did God send Jesus? Okay, let's go back to our opening verse. John 3.16 tells us the reason that God sent Jesus to die for our sins. Why did he send his one and only son? Because he so loved the world. He loved you and me so much that he was willing to send Jesus. Why? So that we can have a chance to believe in him and to live with him forever in eternity. He loves us, and he sent Jesus so that we could always be with him. So this is what John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Have you decided to believe in Jesus? He loves you, and he died for you. When you feel unloved, you are always loved by God. Choose today to follow him. If you are deciding to follow Jesus, we would really love to know about it. We would love for you to go to victorychristian.church and click on next steps. We really want to walk with you on this journey with Jesus. He loves you so much, and he will be with you every step of the way, and we really want to be there with you too. So here is my encouragement to you. If you're feeling unloved, know that God sees you and you are very 
loved by him. You are already good enough for him to love you. There might be someone in your life that you know they're having a hard time. They're feeling unloved. And it might be a great day to reach out to them and assure them of the great and true love that God has for them. So I'm going to end by praying over you the prayer Paul prayed over the church in Ephesus. We find this prayer in Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to start at the end of verse 17. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.